Hi everyone. This episode will discuss a specific person's story with exploitation and sexual abuse. Please be mindful as you are engaging with this content. Take all the self-care that you need. Feel free to remove yourself. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to Vibe and Cultivate with Maya. I wanted to record this when it's fresh in my head, even though all of my thoughts are not completely gathered together. I want my response to be as organic as possible. I recently watched the Brooke Shields documentary series called Pretty Baby, and that's basically what she was called in like the 80s when she was coming up. It's so interesting to hear her story. When I saw that she was coming out with a documentary, I knew I wanted to watch it and I was thinking about Blue Lagoon and like these iconic movies that, you know, I mean, you could call it iconic, you could call it fucked up, like everyone has their own perspective on it. I felt like this was such a unique story to tell in that not many people could relate to it. I assumed that this would be a Brooke Shields story, which it is, but I didn't think that I could relate to it as much as I did. Her rise to fame and the early sexualization of her child self was earth-shattering in America. She became this massive public symbol of first innocence and then this loss of innocence in telling stories that people really shied away from before and then now there's the debate of should this movie have even ever happened i have my opinions on that i think it's so interesting how even to this day she still holds space for the artistic capacity for for people to truly interpret things how they want to and then there are people who have like a firm like no this was not okay this situation never should have happened she didn't have the ability to consent to this so it's all very very fascinating stuff it's interesting to debate a piece of literature which is basically what these films are now you know when we're talking about art and things that have already been put out into the world it's already been created so there's no debate on like oh is this story okay to tell it was already told so now that it's told what do we do with the response like how did people react what does that say about americans that they felt one way or the other how does the tide shifting towards people being so much more protective over child actors having more laws in place having a culture shift towards less tolerance of male directors casting young girls and over-sexualizing them. And that's my term, over-sexualizing. That's not a term that's, like, used frequently in this documentary. But, like, what do we do with that, you know? Because people felt bold enough to create these things at one point, and many people didn't stop them those movies are still viewable today and a person was impacted by these things so it's fascinating to hear her perspective the whole time i was watching it i was enthralled i 
was so captivated by how open and honest and vulnerable she was talking about something that is like her whole life like this is something that truly defined her the concept of coming of age and coming into your sexuality and growing to understand yourself as a sexual being as like a teenager that's something that i have considered for a while and it's something that i've talked about on this show because it's something that a lot of young women can relate to and everyone's experience is different but at the same time we all think about it you know like we've all thought about like what does this mean is is this behavior good is this bad like how are people going to perceive me if i do this or if i wear this it's important to unpack like why we feel those things and to form an opinion on what is okay what is causing us to believe these things what relationships are reinforcing these social norms and and patterns and what is helping us break free of what is no longer serving us not even necessarily like oh is this politically correct or is this acceptable but is this harmful or is it not harmful is it having a positive effect on you or is it having a negative effect because you can go on social media and read a thousand different opinions and people who think that their perspective is the best and maybe you agree with them maybe you don't but the point is to figure out like what are you comfortable with at the core of all of this is like what are you okay with and what are you not okay with so before i (laughs) go on and on and on basically pretty baby brooke shields is a two episode documentary i'm not sure if there will be more you start with her origin story she grew up with a single mom an unconventional situation her parents were married she said that her dad basically like forced her mom to marry him but she never wanted to be the type of wife that he wanted she wanted to go off and do her own thing and the mom was always very convinced that brooke would be this star and that she had something in her and she put her in campaigns as a model when she was an infant so she was always in the entertainment business she was very aware that her baby's appearance this kind of pensive stare that she had even as a young kid that that was like captivating to a a photographer or an audience and she was like let's run with this basically so she put broken like all of these different campaigns and it is fascinating watching this thing because the amount of ads that she was in the lines that she had to memorize like the ridiculous things that she had to do and testing these these products and telling people oh you should buy this you should do this you kind of become like a machine it it's kind of what it looked like in the beginning they make a note of how brooke was seen as innocent initially later is when she transitions to being portrayed a different way not because she was asking for it clearly but because people decided like oh we're gonna show that little girls are like the new sex appeal which sounds gross because it is they make a point of showing how beauty used to be mature women with curves and signs of being an adult like marilyn monroe and these women who were 
size 10, size 14, like they were not childlike. They were 25, 30 years old. Brooke Shields was like nine, you know, when, when people were taking photos of her in like skimpy tops and dressing her basically like an adult. And people even talk about in the documentary, like the ways that they would have her pose. And I have a, an extra level of appreciation for including like those, those intricate details because I know what it's, it's like, you know, like from a modeling perspective, like if you're told to pose in a certain seductive way, you know what message they're trying to convey. It's different when you're an adult. It's not appropriate if you're a child. They're basically having someone pose in that way if you're trying to sell a product or sell clothes or whatever. You want people to buy it. You want to sell it. Was it okay to do that with a child? No, in my opinion. And I think in a lot of people's opinions. What people would bring up a lot, even back then, to the mother of Brooke was like, what is wrong with you, lady? Like, how are you, like, letting your kid be in these campaigns? Like, why would you ever blah, blah, blah. But the biggest thing that brought this about was when she was in, I think the movie was called Pretty Baby. The one where Brooke is 11 and she plays the child of a woman who's like a prostitute and she works in a brothel and the daughter grows up in a brothel. And it's very disturbing in a lot of ways because you see this child like interact with older men. I'm sure there's so much critique and, you know, reviews out there of like, what was this movie? Like what in the world? And I'm sure like tons of really strong opinions in favor and not in favor, like, it would be really interesting to read more about this. If you talk to most young people today, or most people in general, they would probably say, like, yeah, that movie was really fucked up. But I think it's really important to identify, like, why was it fucked up? And how did it end up that way? And why was it received in the way that it was? They explain... Brooke was basically involved in this movie at the discretion of like her mom and something that becomes a recurring theme throughout the rest of the the film series is when Brooke was asked to do these things she was never aware of any like negative feeling she wasn't aware of how something or some action or gesture or pose was sexual because she was like, I've never even accessed that part of me. So I did not even know when they were saying to, you know, make your face look this way. Or one example was like, oh, show ecstasy. And I'm trying to remember which movie it was for. The director, because she like wasn't doing what he wanted in this example, like she had never even had her first kiss because she was such a young child and she was expected to kiss this man and she was uncomfortable. And so the director off camera like grabbed her toe and was like twisting it to try to make her look like she was in pain because they wanted it to basically look like that. So it's it's crazy. And she talks about that experience. They show the side-by-side interview. Like her now, I'm not sure how old she is, like 50s now. This director basically saying like, oh, haha, look at this thing that I did. And she's like, no, he like hurt me. Like I was, I was in pain. 
the backlash from the public and a lot of mothers and, and newspapers and stuff, like they would call out Brooke's mom for allowing her to be in these situations because the parent is supposed to protect the child. People were kind of outraged. Like, how could you possibly let your child be involved in in these these films that are clearly so inappropriate like there's it's not like there's like a child audience going to these films like these are adult films brooke would always like interview very kind and and feminine and poised and like oh like everything was fine like people want to see what they want to see and now that she's older she's able to explain how she was in a very disassociative state which is basically when your mind separates from your body. If you're in danger, you need to protect yourself. Your brain will protect you by separating from your body and not feeling the pain or discomfort or anything because you're just trying to get through it. And that's essentially how Brooke survived through this entire business as a child. By basically just not even being in her own body experiencing these things. And then she later goes on to tell stories of like once she was actually becoming an adult and how she would navigate like relationships and how these things came up later. Like really, really severe trauma. I thought it was so, so impactful for her to talk about disassociation in this way because I think people vaguely understand what disassociation is, but in certain stories where you're like, I don't know if this made me uncomfortable or I don't know if this was okay, but I was kind of just going along with it. Maybe it wasn't okay. Maybe it was, but you know, everybody was happy. Like that's kind of how she talks. And it's no critique at all. This is simply like Brooke Shield is a fucking superhero for creating this film and for bringing light to these issues because, you know, we might not all be child adult film movie stars but young girls who have had experiences in potentially dangerous situations can relate to this a lot of the time young girls will do what they need to do to feel safe and it's not necessarily that you're in a situation of imminent threat or or danger but it's kind of the subtleties in which if someone makes a comment to you you kind of have to let it roll off your back or if you're very young and someone makes a very inappropriate remark to you and you're not really sure what it means or you've never heard that before or oh nobody's ever really like treated you like that and when you're kind of becoming aware of like oh maybe the world is like this and maybe it's not an all good like trustworthy place because people are capable of doing these things and then the the shock and the harm of like once you become older and you look back and you're like oh maybe this wasn't okay Drew Barrymore makes that comment because she's friends with Brooke Shields. She empathizes with her situation a lot as a fellow actor. And she comments on that feeling of looking back and questioning a situation being like, oh, maybe that shouldn't have happened. Like, maybe I did say I was okay with it at the time, but does that make it right? Like, just because I did it, does it make it right? And that's kind of what people like to fall back on sometimes, like people who were kind of the instigators in that situation, the directors, the the crew, like the people who were benefiting from this. It's like, oh, well, 
she said it was fine or you know like we got the mom to agree and it's like but why the fuck are you telling these stories in the first place and why did you feel the need to cast an 11 year old girl and these men when they interview on tv one of them was even saying how he was like in love with her when she was like 15 this was like another film that had come out i i can't remember they're they're all kind of the same vibe of like oh young girl watch her become a woman weird stuff like really really weird stuff Mm -hmm. people also saw the tides start to shift socially among teenage girls influenced by brooke shields from blue lagoon and so she was in like the original blue lagoon and then it came out again with that girl that was in H2O maybe 10 years ago or something like that. But this one, oh, this was actually the toe-twisting one, I think. I don't really remember. But this is when you saw, instead of the outrage from mothers that would go on these talk shows and say, oh my God, Brooke's mom, like, you're the devil. Now these young girls are saying, I want to be just like her. I love the work that she did. I saw the movie five times. I want to experience this too. Like, ooh, what a fantasy. So it goes from being this like dark, twisted thing to I want to be desirable too. I think that changed the culture forever. I really do. That broke the barrier of you can be young and be sexualized and it's a good thing. And now think about the rest of it. Think about how beauty and even like cuteness is associated with like being small dainty and feminine back to the whole like marilyn monroe thing like sophia loren like those women were not tiny and dainty but now it's considered desirable and it still is so that's a big point that they drive in the film is like this is not like oh like brooke shields era 80s it's done no it's gotten worse like it's so much worse because even look at like the whole tiktok trend that people are calling out where these young girls who are like 13 they dress like they're 25 when did we start sexualizing girls and this is it it's kind of like filling in the gaps in this story because people today have all these questions like how did this happen how did we get here this is how we got here it was hollywood it was the film industry allowing so many years of like treating this girl and people like Brooke Shields, other young women in similar situations, treating them like objects before they even had a chance to understand their own growth and their own bodies. They had not even gone through puberty yet and they were already being like showcased on these big TV screens. I found myself being able to relate to a lot of what she was saying talking about her her upbringing and how when she was a child like just being praised for your appearance and having people have one understanding of you based on your appearance when she said that you know people don't assume anything else about me but like my face like they just they just think about my face they don't think about anything inside they would never know that i'm an intelligent person when she went to princeton everybody was shocked And she was like, no, I'm actually like a smart, intelligent, like human being. But nobody ever saw her that way. And that part I could really relate to because it felt like you could either be one of two things. You could either be pretty or you could be smart and you could never be both. And sadly, I feel like our world is still kind of like that. 
there's not a lot of space for the in-between. That's what they say in the film. Brooke was living in the in-between, but nobody knew what to do with that. So they just made her the pretty girl. One beautiful thing that happens in the film that she gets to talk about is when she gets into comedy. And One way that she got into that was through being in a drama club at Princeton and making friends who allowed her to be playful. And she got into theater and it was actually like a challenge. She wasn't doing like baby powder ads, you know, she got to like perform on a stage. She discovers this whole new side of herself and, and people start to see her for who she is. And people are like, oh my God, like she's actually really good. Like she's really funny. Like she's really engaging. And it sucks that people were so surprised, you know, but it's so cool. She kind of got her full circle moment, you know, like she didn't just stop at age 16. She got to do more. I feel like something I took away from it was how much she's still processing. Even as a mother of late teenagers or like early 20s I don't know how old they are she's still processing so much of it you can tell when she talks that it still really affects her that she's still processing even as she's talking about these situations like she hasn't fully accepted the fact that she was a victim in certain situations she refused to see herself as a victim, which you see a lot in, in situations of like sexual abuse. She was so resistant to the idea of like, this happened to you. She would always like blame herself. And even as an adult, you can hear her kind of blame herself still. So I feel like it's really, really important for people to watch this type of documentary. Everyone views it with a different lens, but to understand once you go through something like this, it doesn't just go away. Or even if you go to therapy, even if you have really healthy ways of processing or really good people to talk to, just having that doesn't erase your trauma. And it doesn't mean that you don't blame yourself still because a lot of people do. And also it's very challenging to not identify so closely, to not want to hold on to it. At the end of it, she has a conversation with her two daughters, which is probably one of the most profound things I've ever seen on TV, where these two girls who are, I don't know, they're like 19 or 20, they're basically giving their mother, Brooke, a review of what they thought of these movies and why they aren't going to watch them or why they think this is fucked up, helping her understand why it wasn't okay that she was put in these situations at a young age and specifically the boundaries that were crossed. So telling her like, you did not have the agency to say no or to give informed consent. Just because you said yes at 11, like that basically means nothing. You were not protected. She also was a child. She wasn't a mother yet. And now that she's a mother, she can see so clearly like, oh, I would never let my kids ever do something like that. And they're like, yeah, exactly. Like now you have a different perspective. That's such a important thing to show that mother-child relationship how you can kind of like repair those wounds intergenerationally where you know these daughters who were not around at that time are not aware of like what things were like in the 80s but they have such firm opinions about what is right and wrong and they feel so loving and protective towards their mother and they really want her to understand that like this wasn't her fault which I think is so beautiful to 
to open up her eyes to this situation. And you can see where Brooke is still kind of trying to defend this argument that what she was doing was empowering. I feel like that's one way that some women who have been over-sexualized that you kind of take your power back is you're like, oh, well, I, I wanted it. Oh, well, I, I'm consenting to this. Oh, it's coming from me. It was my idea. But then people have to kind of chime in and be like, you might be saying this and you might really believe that this is true, but this was wrong and it shouldn't have happened. Having especially your daughter say like, this was not okay. I'm so sorry that you went through this. There's a difference between consensual self-instigating like empowerment. They talk about like, what does it mean to post bikini photos on social media? Like that's kind of one of the comparisons that, that she brings up. And these girls are like, no, like that's not the same. It's coming from my account. I'm posting it. I'm putting it out there. That is me consenting and I'm an adult. You were not an adult. It's different. It's just not the same. No one can give consent for you and if you are so young developmentally that you can't even wrap your head around what you're doing should you be doing it probably not that's the opinion that i have as well about a lot of things like if you are making a decision about your body period and like you don't even fully grasp what you're doing or what you're getting yourself into i feel like it's always best to just not and to inquire further until you feel more confident in that decision rather than just going for it just because but again it's important to remember that this was taken out of her hands the hollywood machine controlled most of this like yeah it was it was brooke's mom and this director and that director yeah but where did all of this come from who are the powers that be so that's another debate like whose fault was it was it hollywood was it the production companies was it the directors was it the mother what would have happened if her mom had this awakening and realized that this was wrong what would have happened if her dad stepped in and said something he was pretty hands-off what would have happened if someone said something would it really have prevented a lot of this from happening or was it already so far in could the mom have predicted that this stuff was going to happen and if she would have known would she still have done it? I think the conclusion was yes, because I think someone had asked her that. Basically, she was like, yeah, I wouldn't go back, wouldn't change a thing. I think the saddest thing is when damage like this is done, there's no reversing it. There's no going back. There's no like, oops, like undo. No, like it's done. And these people live with this forever. I think this conversation applies to so much today. The current debate on like child influencers and how kids can like sue their parents now if, if they use them like on Instagram or TikTok without their consent. And like I've seen videos of parents trying to like force their kids to smile or like cry or look sad or whatever to like sell a product or something. Really fucked up. Really fucked up. And it's the modern day version of like what happened to Brooke Shields, I honestly think. People need to protect kids and people who don't deserve to be in a position to protect children, shouldn't have children, or should have their kids taken away, period. This was such an important film. I'm so glad that I watched it. I really hope that other people do. Inquiring further as to how are we treating women on screen, women that we don't know, how do we speak about them? How do we speak 
to ourselves? How do we speak to the women in our lives? What impact is that having? Are we giving people the space to be more than one thing? Are we fixating on appearances and beauty as more important than their humanity? And what happens to us long term if we don't stop? How much more work is it going to take to heal from this if we don't stop now? Thank you for listening to this episode of Vibe and Cultivate. I really appreciate it. I would love to talk about this more. It's a lot. So please decompress if this was heavy for you. I've been journaling about this a lot. I would love to hear people's thoughts. Please DM me. Send me questions, thoughts. Would love to hear it. Hope you're all doing well. Take care of yourselves. Bye. To hear Brooke's story from her own perspective, you can stream her documentary series, Pretty Baby Brooke Shields, on Hulu now.